What's up, everybody? Welcome into a special Halloween edition of SSPN Live. We're coming Ooh. off a big Spurs win. Oh, look at that. There you go. <laughs> I, love the, I love the spirit to start it off. We got a big Spurs win. They're 5-2. and two. We would not have predicted that seven games in. Um, and then on top of that, you guys might have seen my two reactions that I did on the day of the Chicago Bulls game to Josh Primo being waived. And then the post game, we obviously talked about the great win that it was. And you were there, Ethan. I definitely mm-hmm. want to recap that as well. Um, but then we also talked about him putting out his mental health statement. And now we have a little bit more details. You and I were just talking about it a little bit before we got started. I figure we'll kick it off with that. We'll just start with the Josh Primo fallout. ESPN reported on Saturday that, um, you know, it wasn't just mental health, kind of like I was saying in the live. I felt like there's a little bit more. And this is the one time where I'm sad to be right, because there were multiple alleged instances of Josh Primo exposing himself to women. Um, a Spurs staffer is getting the same lawyers to Sean Watson. So that'll tell you one thing. And then on top of that, there, there was also a Reddit post um, on Wednesday night or, or uh, no, on Friday night after the Bulls game. And it was like, nobody's going to believe me, but I work at a four seasons in Minneapolis. And apparently Primo, I heard this person heard, they said on Reddit, it's Reddit, but still um, mm-hmm. that he had exposed himself to housekeeping. And then we get the news Saturday. So Sorry to be start off with a somber tone here, but just wanted to talk about that because that was some some big details regarding that after all the crazy news on Friday. Yeah, dude, it's it's very sad, not only as a Spurs fan, but just as like a human. Like you never want someone to do that. It's just you know, it's tough to see because if, it feels I know he's only been here for like what two years now, but it feels like we've watched. He was on the billboards. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the chosen one. He was supposed the, the to be opener the face of the franchise of the self campaign. It's very sad to see that um, it just goes to show you, you never really know what someone's like until you have a personal relationship with them. Uh, I'm not sure how much the, you know, the team knew probably not at all because they released him pretty quickly without much, much say, sorry about that. It's my, my dog, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's just tough to see, you know, you, I don't really have any other words to say about it because it's at this point it's water under the bridge, but you hope he finds the mental health help he needs, I guess, to, to, to get over this hump and become a better person. But at the same time, I don't think he deserves to be on an NBA roster, at least for the foreseeable future. Cause it's pretty bad what he did. And he did clear waivers. So it seems yeah. like, you know, I mean, and the way that this came out too, it was, it, it came out that how this came out was other teams were trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Cause so many people were just like, this kid's so talented, like, okay, we've got this mental health statement, but still most of the league, just like you and me and, and a lot of people out there were, were kind of skeptical still. So this kind of explains it. Unfortunately, you know, there's some other details that line up and it's just, it's just an unfortunate situation, but we can move on from that because the Spurs, Ethan, last night down five people, Blake Wesley gets hurt. They still find a way to beat a full strength Minnesota Timberwolves team, 107 to 98. Keldon has 25. Doug has 23. I mean, you, tell me what you thought watching the highlights from that one last night. Dude, we look way better than I thought we would at this point in the season. Just we, we've talked about it after the first couple games when we blew out Minnesota and we blew out Indiana, I know they kind of came back in both of those games, but developmentally offensively, just the cohesiveness of this team missing pieces. And with those pieces, we just seem so 
I don't even know what it is. We seem so together. We we figured mm-hmm. it out. We have great chemistry already. The ball continues to move. It doesn't stick. Shots are falling. Keldon Johnson is turning into a star before our very eyes and a great leader and a much better defender than I think anyone was giving him credit for going into the year. And team defense has been way better than I thought it was. Communication is high. Um, I knew we knew, I knew that everyone would kind of aware of the fact that this team kind of got along, but Mm -hmm. that only goes so far. I don't know what it was. I don't know if this was just without DeJounte Murray. We've had to really come together as a team. I don't know if this is Pop doing just his best coaching of his career, or Mm -hmm. maybe we're just not giving Keldon and Devin enough credit for how good of players that they are. And then, you know, Trey Jones really stepped up, become a very capable starting point guard, a much better scorer than anybody thought he would be. Uh, Jakob Pertle continue to do what Jakob Pertle does. And then guys continue to step up each game. This past game against Minnesota, Keita with 18, Doug with 23. I don't think anybody expected that. And just the next the next yep. man up mentality has been strong this season because we haven't had our full team other than those first like two and a half, three games. And Blake Wesley's a perfect example of that. Devin Vassell's out. Josh Richardson's out. Josh Primo gets waived. I'm sure he wasn't expecting to play as much as he did against Chicago and Minnesota. And he was terrific. I thought he was aggressive. He was not really sloppy with the ball. Not a lot of, I don't think he turned it over. He turned it over once in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but just looking, you know, for the best shot available, whether that mean pass it off or, or get all the way to the cup or pull up from three. Um, and that mentality goes for everybody on the squad, Jude. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I am very, very amazed. If we can continue to play at this level and play at this pace, Devin comes back, Keldon comes back. We might need to trade some guys earlier if we're wanting to really go full tank mode because at this at this rate, we, we might be pretty competitive to make the playoffs, dude. And that's kind of kind of nuts to me. I don't <laughs> think this is a fluke anymore. Oh, yeah. That I'm I'm starting to feel that way too, Ethan. I could echo everything you just said. Um you know, in regards to that, I'm still I want to wait and see what happens, you know, to see if the league can whip something up to slow this team down, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think definitely like what you said is super true, because if you look, I think the Minnesota series is yes, it's early in the season, but it's that's a great example because you're two and one against them. You were down, like I said, four four dudes, you're basically your entire power forward room got sick. Like, yeah. you know, and, and and on top of that, Jay Rich, another vet, is out who was your other playmaker. You had to play Malachi Branham for the first time. And yeah, he went one for seven. But if you watch it, he really didn't play that bad overall. Um, full game. So, you know, there's so many guys and there, there's so many things. I'm losing my train of thought here. What were we just talking about? <laughs> you, you were kind of echoing what I was saying. And then you went on and said that even Malachi had a pretty decent impact on the game despite yeah. going one for seven. I mean, it, it just... The bigger point, this is what it was, is that they've played these guys three times in a row. Like, mm-hmm. they would catch on to our personnel. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. still being effective even when we're down, like, we're down to nine healthy players on the roster out of what should be 15. So I, I think that's a big statement. Um, but I do want to see, you know, I, I want to wait and see, like, midway through the year. We have a tough stretch coming up. Too, we do. And, and I think we're we're going to learn a lot just to talk a little bit about that. Let me pull up the schedule here because I, I believe the Clippers are in there. We have a couple games with the Nuggets as well. The Warriors, um, I'm pretty sure we play once. Yep. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Toronto starting Wednesday, 
Friday is LA, uh, the Clippers. Then we have basically a weekend series kind of with, with uh, the Nuggets. We have Saturday and Monday and then Memphis, Milwaukee, Golden State. So yeah, that's going to be a gauntlet. Yep. Yeah. If we can win sure. half of those games, then I think we're, we're the real deal. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cause I don't want to track like Minnesota should be a pretty safe playoff contending team. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Philadelphia. And we were able to, beat I actually them. don't know about Minnesota. I think we might be exposing them a little bit. I, they have so yeah. much talent. They look, I, they could very On well paper. make the playoffs, but the thing is, I just wonder if this Rudy, this Rudy cat thing is going to work out, but I, I get your point though. I get what you're saying. They're definitely like a super, they should be team. better than us. Right. Right. Like 100% they should yes. be better yes. than us. Yeah. And Romeo, the comments have been praising Romeo. Yeah. He had a good game defensively. I thought um, aggressive getting to the cup, obviously his three point shots didn't fall. We can expect that, but he got seven but rebounds. He, and he showed some other stuff off the dribble. He, he, he yeah. was crafty around the rim. He had a floater. He was able to take guys off the dribble. Um, you know, I'm definitely eating my words. He's definitely better than Wieskamp. Um, overall, like, yes, Wieskamp can shoot, but he does everything else, you know, a little bit better, got some more athleticism. So yeah. when I eat my words there, and I'm glad Wheezy got picked up by Budenholzer. I'm sure as soon as that happened, like, Pop was like, hey, bud, get this guy. You have Giannis. Yeah. He'll help you. <laughs> like, Facts. you know, so I was, I was happy to see him get an opportunity there. Um, yeah. Just, just some of the other things. I mean, it, Minnesota should have picked him up because they shot 14% from the three. <laughs> They For needed real. some help badly. For real. Um, but Keldon, I'm, I'm sure you talked about him kind of in that long in your in your long spiel there. But just, I mean, think about how he's like kind of the main piece of the Kawhi trade. He is him and Jakob. Like, that's uh, Jakob too, and that's another thing. I mean, Jakob has been looking like uh, you, you mentioned it last time, like a top ten center. He's continuing to play that way, you know, and he finds ways to contribute still when he doesn't have, you know, he's not scoring twenty points, which he's been able to do just because he's so, so good of a, a glass cleaner. Um, and I, I want to say last night he only had eight points. I don't for some reason I'm losing the four. box score, or he had four, but he had fourteen boards, right? Yeah, he leads the league in offensive rebounding. Yes, I think, right now. Yep. Yep. Um, Keldon had a block on Gobert. Our man Edward Fowler brings that up in the comments. Somebody else blocked Gobert too. I think it was Romeo. Like, it, but um, that was just such a fun game last night. But want to take it back a little bit to another really tough, gritty game from the guys to to win it out. And that was another thing we didn't talk about about the Minnesota game last night. Had a big lead, then they kind of came back, cut it to three, but weathered the storm and got the win in the Chicago game it was a little bit way more back and forth, you know, kind of having to fight back into it. Um, what did you kind of see, you know, being there live at the Chicago game on Friday? It really looked like we wanted to win. Everybody was very physical and aggressive. I felt like defensively Chicago came to play. It was offensively where they really couldn't find their rhythm. But I think that really does stem from the defense that we were able to play. Everybody, you know, top to bottom. Help defense has been very good this season. We swarm the ball. There's not just one guy trying to box out Andre Drummond. We got three guys putting a body on their big center, going for the rebound. That was the difference in the game, I felt. And then Blake Wesley getting 10 points and Zach Collins getting 16 points. You know, I, I know the, the big numbers are obviously Keldon and, and Pirtle and then even Sohan to an extent, but – for Zach Collins to come in the way that he did, being aggressive, getting points on both the interior and the exterior, 
again, it's just that next man up mentality. We don't know which guy's going to show up from night to night. Doug McDermott mm-hmm. kind of had an off game. You know, Isaiah Roby only had six minutes. And then he has 23 the next game. Like. Exactly. You never know who's going to be that dude to step up. And I think that's what kind of makes us deadly is you can't, or at least thus far this season, we had, no team right. has been able to truly kind of scheme up the Spurs because they're like, okay, let's just let's just slow down Jakob Pertl. Okay, well, then Zach Collins goes off. Okay, let's, let's run Doug McDermott off the three-point line. Isaiah uh-huh. Roby might hit, you know, 20 or Keita Bates. Like, you never know. Just randomly. And it's because yeah. we're sharing the ball. And, you know, I was watching this NBA. Uh, so that was the, even though it's blocked in my area, I still, like, there's just no way. Literally, so I stupid. have to get direct TV stream if I want to have a streaming service oh. to watch these games. Anyways, it was on NBA TV yesterday. And so they, it was the main game, right? And so they yeah. had their panel afterwards, you know, it wasn't inside the NBA or anything, but it was still, you know, they had some former players. On. I don't even know who was on there, but, but they were talking about it and they were like, the Spurs are just like out executing people right now. <laughs> like, and that's what we're doing. And pop was talking about it. He's like, really our biggest issue is when we just turn the ball over a bunch. That was our issue in, in the Minnesota game that we lost. We gave up 30 points off turnovers. I remember Bill and Sean were saying that in the broadcast. So that's what basically what Pop was saying. He was like, when we start to get into the high 20s, you know, close to 30 range of points off turnovers, that's when we start to lose games. But I'm like, that's 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 what's causing us to lose games. Like, we just don't have to turn the ball over. Like, and and yeah, that can happen with the young team with pace, but like they've just been in the system now. Like everybody's passing like is really solid. And you were talking about this. I I think you sent this to me before just talking about Doug or this might've been somebody else who was telling me this, but like Doug was like, I'm really happy to like play in this system. You, you did send me this because Mm -hmm. it's like everybody shares the ball and everybody has an opportunity to score. And that goes to your point of like Keita Bates having 18 last night. And we've seen him do that before. Like last year, what I would the, the the big joke last year is him giving LeBron thirty. Yep. Like, but that's you know, and obviously the offense was not the way it was this year, um, at least through these first seven games. Um, but like you said, I mean, we've seen Isaiah Roby, you know, randomly hit two or three threes. Just it, it's so open because we're just looking to pass the ball. Everybody's playing so unselfish, and a lot of this run has been without Devin. Which yeah, he's our guy, right? He on any given night he could be the best player on the court, and he wasn't even playing. <laughs> like, and they're proving the, he's proving us right right now with with the we hoop in this year thing, and same with Zach. The, you mentioned him earlier, and he's looking better and better every game. Defensively, um, aggressiveness, going for the ball. Last night he was like he was putting the clamps on cat on, yeah. on a couple different one on one possessions, and that one play where he was diving. And then, like, they lost it. Somebody got it back. And then you just see Zach dive again. Like, he's already been on the floor once. I was like, this this dude, like, he knows where he was deficient at. And it's very obvious that he's putting effort into being better at it. So he's proven us wrong from what we said earlier. And But but I love it. You know, as Spurs fans, I love it. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, you mentioned the assists, 37 assists against Chicago. That's otherworldly if we can continue to get 30 plus assists every night it's really going to be difficult to stop the spurs and that really starts with trey drones i Mm -hmm. feel like he has been quietly like such a rock for our team like kj devon they're going to get the points they're going to get the notoriety but trey jones has been so consistent he hasn't turned the ball over he hasn't played outside of his his skill set and he's been he's been so steady offensively and defensively another eight assists last night 
Um, you know, and, and that's it shot two for 12. But that's the thing about Trey. Like, even when he doesn't shoot bad one, he's never going to take bad shots. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's going to give you solid defense and playmaking. And Pop mentioned these three guys. And obviously, this was more in the context of this game. Devin, we know Devin. We were just talking about it, right? But he was saying, you know, Trey, Keldon, and Jakob, who've, you know, been here for a couple of years. And Devin is really in this, too, because he's in that same draft class as Trey. Like, they're young leaders. That was yeah. the way that he described them. Like, they've really just, like, kind of... But it's, like, it's in them. Like, he, they seamlessly went into that role. And it makes sense, because, like... You know, as much as like Trey Jones has needed to develop, like think about it, the the pressure of being the point guard at Duke for Coach K. Yeah, like you have to be a leader, and your brother is a a point is and and won a national championship. Yeah, so and 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 Yak has just done such a great job this year. I mean, it's like now he's so much more versatile. It's never pretty. But it doesn't matter because he's finding ways to be more versatile offensively. He's taking dudes off the dribble this year, too. And yes, it's just layups at the end of the day. But it's like Jakob's not getting picked and taking, even if it's another big, still he's taking somebody off the dribble. Like that's not something I was expecting from Jakob at all coming into this year. So um, yeah, just love it. Another thing I noticed in, in the Chicago game, I think it was just being there that I kind of really tuned, like honed in on this is the mentality mm-hmm. of the team when their opponent goes on runs is better than in years past. I feel yeah. like like last year and the year before, if a, if we were up by like 15 and a team whittled it down to like a five-point mm-hmm. game or something, you know, you could see in our body language and in our aggressiveness to kind of get back into the game where we would kind of lay back and be like, oh, no, they're going to win. Like, uh, <laughs> And then we'd be just men- mentally right. out of it. And this season, it feels like, okay, the, the Bulls came down, hit a really tough shot. Okay, well, Trey Jones or somebody's like, give me the ball. I'm going to push the push the tempo and try mm-hmm. and get that back as quickly as I possibly can so that they don't have a chance to kind of get that momentum going. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. it's kind of like yeah. a, a veteran mindset from Trey Jones and Kelvin Johnson and even Sohan. I feel like Sohan does a really good job of that. I know he didn't play in Minnesota, but just he, I don't – you think about how much like he impacts. I, I know you got a little bit of dog bark. Don't worry, Ethan. We're with you. Um, but what was that? Like, think about how much we talk about his impact, and and it's. I don't want to understate it because he didn't play in the Minnesota game, but I think it just shows like how far along this team is, and I think it shows a lot of how solid defensively Romeo Langford is. That was that was yeah. key, also. Um, but like once again, the fact they were able to win without him with, with yeah. the stuff that he's like, all of the stuff that he's been doing for them that like we talked about kind of like that, that Draymond green factor with him, obviously it's going to be better than Draymond guys, but, but still like that factor of just, you know, like we talked about last time. Um, he's a Swiss army knife. Yes. And Swiss army was, knife. Yeah. There was a moment in the bulls game. I was sitting next to my dad and, uh, is this on? Yeah. Well, that yeah. might make it better. Do I sound better now? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe not? Okay, sound the same. Sound the same? Okay, good. Whatever. Um, there's a moment in the Bulls game where Sohan, he had already hit one three. So mm-hmm. he was one for one. And he he caught the ball left wing. And he was kind of open. You know, he could have taken mm-hmm. the shot. Nobody would have been mad at him. But they kind of closed out slowly. And he just took the ball, you know, immediately drove inside. And my dad was like, oh, what is he doing? Shoot it. And he just like... He dumped it off to Jakob, and Jakob got an easy layup. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, 
it, it might not seem like much, but that's a great play from a great rookie yep. who is you know smart enough to have the wherewithal not to take that shot. He's like, mm-hmm. I- you ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Could, but I can. I know I can get an easy shot for Yakov because he's he's a natural born playmaker. So. Yeah, you have a dog. Yeah, it's my it's my my cousin's dog. Well, well, no, this C. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> Sohan and that that play embodies what the Spurs have been doing all year, which is I might have a good shot, but I know I can get my teammate a better shot, um, and that's what we continue to do. So that's so impressive from these young guys. Yeah, yeah. Blake Wesley, you know, I know he got yeah. hurt last night, but the way he stepped up in these past two games, because he was he was crucial in the beginning of that Minnesota game to helping them kind of get on that run. Um, and he's just fit in seamlessly, like more comfortable than than Malachi. And that's not me being like, I don't believe in Malachi. That's just saying like Blake Wesley seems to just like it was in the summer league. Like it seems like he's just adjusting to the game uh, of the NBA a little bit smoother. It's it's coming quicker for him, just like it is for Sohan. And I mean, just the, all of the dudes out. Cause like, I feel you would feel like I, I, last night was a testament to play style and, and that being a key factor as well, which you've got to give Greg Popovich and, and Brett Brown and the whole coaching staff, their roses for that. But like all those dudes out, like Jay Rich, Devin, you know, then Blake goes down. Sohan, Roby, right? We were we've talked about how we were playing that three man kind of power forward rotation. Like mm-hmm. I felt like those were kind of keys to the success that the Spurs were having. And it's just one game, but still, it's like a full powered Timberwolves team. And they came out and found a way to win last night. Fought through some adversity and blew them out. I mean, <laughs> like wow. the, the just it, it was like everybody just fit back into the roles. Next man up. And, and they did their thing. But the thing was, like, they were able to adjust to, like, the deficiencies a little bit. Because, like, Romeo's obviously very different than starting Jay Rich or Devin, you know. Yeah. And and the way that they were able to adjust and find a way to still find spacing, like, and just seamlessly play together, I think it has a lot to do with the chemistry. Like I said, I think it has a lot to do with the coaching staff. And I think it has a lot to do with kind of what you said at the beginning of this. They're just a lot better than we thought, probably. Blake Blake Wesley when he came they, in Zach played the four last night and granted it was a good matchup because the Timberwolves you know already play like that but it didn't matter if we were playing the Timberwolves last night we would have had to run that just because of the situation we were in with all the injuries for sure I don't even think Gorgie had but maybe like three minutes like he barely came in at all yeah. I thought he might get some more play time especially since he's a bigger body maybe he can you know bang with Cab but Zach we really had no problem a little bit yeah we I don't know. Shout out to Pop. You already said it. Shout out to Pop. He had a good game plan. But I was going to say Blake Wesley against Chicago. He looked so confident and mm-hmm. was already running the offense. When he came in, I felt like, oh, okay, he'll be an off-ball shooter a little bit. Kind of like how Primo mm-hmm. was Rip last year. You know, how Jay Rich mainly oh, God. was mainly the playmaker, and he was kind of an off-ball shooter, and we kind of transitioned mm-hmm. or tried to. 
I, th- I felt like that's what we were going to do with Blake, but no, he he took over. He was he was calling out plays, moving guys around, and really being a floor general, but without being passive. You know, a lot of times young point guards are, will go one way or the other, where they 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 shoot too often and don't mm-hmm. play make enough, or they'll be too passive and not look for their own shot. He was able to find a good blend and score from the inside and the outside, as well as kind of move the ball around. So shout out to him for being poised and being ready at all times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of skill. And I don't know if you saw in my post game, Ethan, I said this and it's like, look, it's one game. But in all honesty, like he looked more comfortable like he, and you might actually just mention this. And I was looking at comments and missed it, but he looked more comfortable than Primo has over the past two years, really in that role. As a playmaker, as a facilitator. Absolutely. I and that's that's there. where we were playing him. You know, I mean, obviously Primo could shoot and stuff, but like. Wesley can do that too. So it's almost like he was ahead of where he's at. You see him like it's just yeah. one and a half games basically. But what we've seen so far, I mean, he just looked very comfortable and there were less turnover prone for sure. He had some turnovers, but yeah. Jude, at what point in the season are we just going to be like, okay, we're the real deal? Because like, I feel like we'll be like 70 games in and we'll be like 64 and six. And Jude's like, we're, we're only 70 games guys, in. Guys, guys. Like, the playoffs are about to start and then we'll get swept. Like, <laughs> let's keep our – like, it's going to just be the rest of the year. I bro. think I think once – like, I feel like all-star break, if we're like five, six, you know, playoff seed, I think that that's when I'll be convinced. Call if me that crazy, happens. but like every game we, I watch, I'm like, yeah, but we're gonna lose. Like, th- like w- this is the one where ev- all of a sudden we're gonna start losing, and it's gonna be like, okay, this is who they are, you know. But right, I, I, I'm starting to have less and less faith in the losing. If that makes sense, like that we're just gonna start losing. Knock on wood. I kind of, I mean, well, the problem is everybody's young. Yeah. Which means they just like, and they're like in their prime development stage. So like they can just keep getting better. Would you be mad if we were winning? I feel like I wouldn't no. even be mad. Because... I wouldn't be mad. I'd just be very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I'd be I'd be like, weird. oh, wow. You guys actually like, <laughs> no, you were. Then I'd be like, everybody was just playing 40 chess. Pop was just trolling when he said. Don't bet yeah. on us. <laughs> Literally. Like if, if for some reason we made the playoffs, I would be ecstatic. And I know like probably everybody half- be like, oh my God, you know, like there's still, we don't have a like key guy. It's like, but if you let it build, look at the Grizzlies. Yeah. Apparently we do have a key. Like if we make the playoffs, apparently we Keldon, have some key guys. <laughs> yeah. Cause Keldon, how old is he? Let me pull up stat moose, man. Like there's muse. I keep, I always moose, mess that up. Stat moose. moose. Stat moose. He's going to change his logo to a moose now. Um, the big three of Trey Jones, Kelvin Johnson, and Devin Vassell. <laughs> the big three we never expected. But, like, we got Kelvin Johnson at the 29th pick. And I know that we traded, like, a, a lot of the other ones that we got late, like Derek and DeJounte. But, I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now. Like, they were, there were some stats. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to pull them up right now. I'm trying to find it. I'm all over the place because I'm so excited because the Spurs are playing good, Ethan. <laughs> the the front office has got to be like, bro, we just we told Pop to play, not play Devin, <laughs> not play Jay Rich. They still keep winning. <laughs> yeah. It's like they just oh won't. They won't not win. <laughs> oh I can't wait till we play the Lakers. I'm going to the Here Lakers game. Go ahead. I'm so excited. I'm going to the Lakers oh, game. I'm gonna. Oh I'm so gosh, pumped, dude. Could, 
I hope we just D up Lonnie so hard. I hope we blow them out. <laughs> oh, I hope God. Keldon gives Braun 80. I, who's who's guarding Braun? Is it Sohan or Sohan? Uh, it probably 80? would be. Uh, well, if Sohan's guarding him, then it's wraps for him. He's, he's going like it's single. It's single it's triple wraps. season. It's single triple season for for the GM. Anyways, okay. Keldon is averaging more points and on better efficiency than Ant, Zach Levine, Zion, Harden, and Paul George this year so far. 25 points, six rebounds, eight assists last night, career high, and two straight games shooting 50% from three. Last night, it was five for 10. In the Chicago game, it was six for 12. 24 points, 46% overall, 44% from three, 80% from the free throw line. And you can tell he's got a little bit more bounce in it. And, dude, I loved when he hit the dagger last night, like the way that he looked at the crowd, and then he was like, this is my state. I was like, Keldon, you're the franchise. Let's go. It oh. was so live against Chicago, bro. I'm not even going to lie. It hadn't. I hadn't been to a game where it was that packed in a long time, and it was erupting. This is disrespectful, Edward. Oh, no. That's so <laughs> true, though. PTSD, man, I know. I watched a Lakers game, and he did it. <laughs> he did it he did step to the bounds so sad uh, okay so there's a couple things i saw earlier that people have been talking about um first would you like to keep Jakob going forward because going into this season it felt like he was kind of a trade piece and they were specifically kind of talking about that so what are what are your thoughts on keeping Jakob for the future to be honest i would love to keep Jakob pertle um, as a backup or as a starter, I think he could be great in both. I think he likes yep. being in San Antonio. I think he's turned into a very formidable player and a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as far as I know, I, I got to say that from now <laughs> on. As far as I know, great guy. Um, oh, but we're scarred forever. Yeah, if we're if we're winning, if we're like really playoff contending, mm-hmm. I think we keep him. And even if we start to tank, I think we try and keep them unless the package too. is just incredible. Like if they offer us two firsts and like another, like a young center. That's I mean, true. I, I if it's something you can't refuse, take it. Yeah, but, but I would personally like to keep him on the team. I think there's a reason he's been around for so long too and that we haven't traded him yet because he's had a bunch of value. There's been a bunch of rumors for a long time. And even to start the year, the first person they were asking about the starting lineup pop joked. He was like, Jakob's our five. We'll start there. But like, he just does so many different things. And, you know, you feel like, honestly, after last year, I felt like his ceiling was reached, but it's just like all of the things that he does to add versatility. It's like, he's just keep keeping getting better at him. I mean, his, his scoring's going up. It's nothing impressive, but it does. Well, I say it's nothing impressive, but it is impressive the way he's improved because he's gotten better, you know, offensively in a lot of different ways. It doesn't look pretty, like I mentioned earlier, but he has continued to develop in areas where I thought he had hit his ceiling um, in ways that, you know, it's, it's like only Jakob would be able to develop in this way, but yeah, getting off of just Jakob. Um, well, no, I mean, that was the main reason we were talking about it, but yeah, I would love to keep him moving forward. Um, another thing that I saw up there and it was our Devin and Keldon. And this is very early because we're seven games into the season here. But I kind of, I had had this thought pop in my mind and I saw somebody else mention it. Let me go up and find it here. It's our Devin and Keldon are like Tatum and Brown, basically. Mm. That's what they were saying. Let me find it. I want to say that was Edward. Yep, here it is. Here it is. See, I think so too. Obviously, I think it's in their own way, but I think they could both be future all-stars. I mean, they're 
if they keep scoring the way that they are, then they're definitely a sim- similar tandem. I would agree. I would agree. But the only thing that would be the big difference here is that they would actually pass the- to their teammates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make a joke too. I was like, is the big difference that Keldon's way better than Tatum? <laughs> I mean, Tatum's just like a specimen at six ten, but he is literally like an ice, just an ISO. He doesn't, and I don't want to trash big body. He doesn't have a very big body. Is the problem exactly? Exactly. I think yes, (laughs) in the sense that they're obviously Jason Tatum is very, very good. (laughs) Yes, yes. Two, if the comparison is just to have two All Star caliber wings, then yes, right. And that was kind of what it is there. But I think it's also like in the way that we've kind of found them so young and now we're giving them that opportunity, you know, to be the team leaders. Mm. And they kind of did pop out of nowhere that year. I mean, they were definitely much more expected to go to the playoffs because they had Kyrie. Um, But, you know, I mean, he wasn't even there and they still made their run. Um, Mm. So it's kind of like that. But (laughs) the first (laughs) seven games of the regular season. So it's actually not like that at all. But if the success continues, it would it would be like that. Mm. Oh no! Wow. I just looked at the comments. Yeah. He's out for six to eight weeks. Wow! No, well, thank thank you all for Ooh. telling me this. This, I'm. Well, this makes me feel better a little bit because it's an MCL, and I mean, it's never good either way. But obviously, an MCL is it, six to eight weeks is a lot better than um than the whole season. Yeah, that's true. And and when I saw it, it was we knew it was something with his knee. I was scared it was ACL, but still, like, remember how Dejounte walked off the court? when he tore his ACL and everybody was like, Oh, he might be fine. That was kind of the feeling I got with, with this Blake Wesley injury. But I still, when it happened, I was like, I don't think he's out for the year. He may be out. Like I told you, I thought he'd be out for a couple weeks. So this is still longer than I thought, but I'm really glad that it's not the whole year because that means he can still get some significant minutes this season, but it means the Spurs will, will have to improvise a little bit, but it'll be Really, really helpful to get Devin and uh, Jay Rich back. Jay Rich will probably just be the point off the bench because he w- he already had multiple tennis assist games anyway. So the question is, Jude, now that you know JP and is gone for good, mm-hmm. and Blake Wesley is injured, who do you play next to Jay Rich? Do you play Romeo Langford or do you play Malachi Branham? They're gonna play Romeo. I think. If, so I mean, if you if you're asking me. Honestly, I play Romeo too. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like at the, I think Malachi right now. I think it'd be good. Like, go go run the Austin Spurs for a little bit, you know, and, and get comfortable. Um, and once you're cooking those guys, then we'll bring it back up and maybe split their stagger their minutes a little bit. Yeah, for I think good, he could benefit for some time. And it's just yeah. one game, but I think he could. Like I was mentioning earlier, I think that Blake Wesley has kind of just transitioned a little bit easier. Um, where Malachi just needs a little bit more development, but he's definitely going to be fine. He's got a lot of skills, and his shot looks really good. Yeah, Malachi's more of a shot maker like a, for himself than Romeo is, um, but we don't necessarily need a shot maker to, you know, and on the second unit, that's kind of what Jay Rich and Doug McDermott are. Um, so I agree, but, you know, Malachi, keep your chin up, buddy, because Romeo might just play himself out of the second unit you know give him a chance and he could do that so just be patient that's why i figure like if romeo really starts playing bad okay then just call malachi back up but give romeo a chance here because he looked good last night um and just because he's a you know a little bit older 
Um, and you might as well see what he's got. And that's kind of what Pop hinted at. He was like, I'm really glad. He said he might be our best on-ball defender. And he yeah. was like, and we wouldn't yeah. have seen that kind of, he's like, that was kind of a blessing in disguise of the injuries because they wouldn't have been able to see that if he didn't get the opportunity. So with those words, that's why I definitely think they'll play him. But I also think because Malachi's a rookie, um, you have the luxury of just sending him to the G League, letting him still be able to play and develop. Um, and kind of do the same thing with Romeo, but Romeo's at a way different stage of his career. He's not 19 anymore. And if he sucks, then you can just bring up Malachi. So what would be our defensive, like stopping lineup? Would it be Romeo at the point, Devin, Keldon, Sohan, and Jakob? Say that one more time. Romeo at the point, Devin, Keldon, Sohan, and Jakob. Is that our defensive lineup? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I'd still put Trey. I'd still say Trey. Still is the put best. Trey. Yeah, I know Pop said he's the best on-ball defender, but I'm, mm. I'm still gonna go with Trey. Trey's Trey's very underappreciated in yes. every way. Yes, he's really good defender. Like that was kind of the first thing I noticed about Trey Jones when he came in. I mean, since he's been in the league, even when he wasn't getting much minutes, like he's been able to play def- or play defense and play make. Facts. Honestly, I think Keldon is underappreciated right now, too. I think he's been really stepping it up defensively. I know our boys, I don't know if they're in here, Greg and um, over at Spurs versus everybody. Mm-hmm. Last year, remember we talked about Keldon's ceiling and they didn't think he, they thought he was a potato on defense. Really? Oh, you no. remember that? That's tough. I he didn't stepped, No, I actually don't up. remember that. I can't believe it. I, didn't, I never thought that, though. I felt like he was always, he wasn't like, he, I just felt like he was average. He was solid. Yeah, I felt like it was just because he was guarding fours. He's averaging one point. Well, great point, right? <laughs> now <laughs> but, he's guarding threes. Right. Two. It's like everything's better now that he's playing this. But he's up to 1.3 steals a game, and he yeah. intercepted a pass last night. He, he's getting better everywhere. Yeah. He's the franchise. That's his nickname. <laughs> we got to find nicknames. Or I guess he's Big Body. Yeah. He's Big De- Body, Mr. Franchise, Big Body. What, what's Dev's? Um, nickname is he? I think he's just Young Devo. That's his Twitter name, right? We got we got to get a better one for Devin. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, Devin, but that one's kind of you can't say that one on our stream. Oh my god! About gosh. Young Devo with the thirty piece. <laughs> no, that's not that's not good. Sprinkles um, is solid. Big body, solid. the Mustang. <laughs> young Devo. I like how you did like. It. I'm trying to think of another one for him, though. Because uh, we'll we got must the Mustang is Kevin is Keldon's according to Pop, right? Yeah, that's kind of what they call him on the broadcast sometimes too. If only Devin was number three, we just DV three, but that'd be fun. DV twenty four. He's Kobe. I don't know. Baby, baby Mamba. <laughs> baby Mamba. Mm. Um. Slim Mamba. Ooh. Kind of like that. Okay. We'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> Trey, Trey needs one. I too. like how this we're just all copying like Spurs nicknames. Oh wow, Siri. She interrupted. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Why is she sorry? sorry. What'd you do to her, Ethan? I had her between my, my thighs and I guess I squeezed <laughs> her too hard. <laughs> she went off. Oh yeah, gosh. I, I don't even remember Vlasi Vassell, Aaron. That's Vlossi good. So, oh, that's right. All the nicknames. Um, hmm. I don't know. Devin D. Dude. I can't think of any. 
We'll figure something out. We'll figure, we'll figure something out. We, we got to figure it out. We got to get like everybody a nickname. Our own SSPN nicknames or like yeah, what the no. world calls them? Well, ideally they're first the SSPN nicknames and then they're what mm. the world calls them. But, okay. Okay. We have to find a new, a new one for KJ or is he just going to be big body? And no, I think he can. Yeah. His are all good, but like yeah. we got to get some for Devin. We got to get some for Trey. We got to get some for Jakob, Zach Collins. Jay Rich is Jay Rich. That just kind of. Zach Attack. <laughs> yeah. The Great White I, Hope. The Great White <laughs> Um. Doug can be the, the stroker. His paleness. His paleness. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's okay. This is what I was saying earlier. So, like, with. We I said Slim Mamba for Devin. Like yeah. we stole it. So many so many people steal Kobe names. Like we have Red Mamba and that's yeah. Freaking Scalabrini and uh Matt Bonner. And, yeah, even though we call them the Red Rocket too. Yeah. I like the Devin the Cell. Ooh, Ooh. that one's good. That's a good one too. <laughs> Cause he play, he locks people up. But I like this one. Block up is solid. Yeah, block up is good. Block up's a good one. Is he saying what? What's he saying? What to Connor? I don't know. The cell. The cell is sick. Yeah, dude, dude that one's cool. Devin the cell. The cell. Devin the cell. The show. Who's the show? Oh, is this our show? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. He's talking about that. Sure <laughs> yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Antoine. Thanks for like let's, a nickname. Well, let's see. So we got Wednesday. The Spurs will be back in action against the Raptors, and that that will kind of be a tune-up for the rest of these. I'd actually, for the first time this season, I'll say I expect us to win that one. I'll actually, I'll go ahead and say we'll, we'll pull it out if we keep playing the way that we've been playing. Um, <laughs> Duravasil, <laughs> it's solid That's too. Good. <laughs> I like this one, Zach Wall Street Collins. He definitely he looks like somebody off Wall Street. Yeah, a finance bro. Yeah, we need to call him. Uh, what's uh? Is Jordan Belford? Is that the main character in Wolf yeah, of Wall Wolf Street? Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, the that's, Wolf. That, that's that's Zach. Zach's Jordan Belford. Vassell does play like Reggie Miller a little bit. I never noticed that. He's gonna he's gonna tell our biggest rivals. Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. Mm-hmm. Tra- Reggie Miller is probably my top five favorite players of all time. Maybe second. I love Reggie Miller too. I love Reggie. We gotta find nicknames. Better nicknames. We do. We do. But for this stretch, so after that Toronto series, and I'm sure we'll be doing some post games for some of these too, but just to preview the week a little bit, we have the Raptors on Wednesday, and then we have the Nuggets on Friday. Um, what are kind of your early predictions here? I'll go one and one. I'll say Raptors, get the job done, and then the Nuggets. I think that we'll be competitive, but I think that we'll just fall in a tough one. There. Yeah, I and think- that's really me being conservative, and I feel like they could totally prove me wrong like they have the whole year. <laughs> yeah wouldn't be surprised if they won is the the crazy thing i think the same thing i thought i thought really talented centers would be you know the way to beat the spurs but who knows we beat minnesota twice i don't if you consider cat like a a talented center and rudy gobert but um i feel like the mvp nikola Jokic is just gonna be too much to bear and then plus jamal murray's back is mpj Mm -hmm. back pretty sure he is aaron gordon that's just a little too much star power. Probably competitive, like you said, but they'll take over in the third or fourth quarter and kind of pull away. That'll be my guess. But I do think we can beat Toronto. I think we have the defensive capabilities to stop a Pascal Siakam and all of their length. Um, I think Sohan might, you know, just put him in jail. So, nope. so Sohan the snow? Are we just is are we just so the him. police? 
It's our defense. <laughs> We're we the police. Just, <laughs> our po, po. What's the what's the number? We'll just lock everybody up. This, oh, what, what, what do you what do you call what do you call the police when it's like a number? Twelve. Twelve. Or twelve. Or twelve. Yeah. Oh gosh. Everybody. That means everybody doesn't like us. That's fine. There you go. They, they won't <laughs> like us because we because we beat the crap out of them every game. I Anyways. just almost made a very bad joke. I'll tell you <laughs> off air. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, our man Dylan says, "Do we know when Devin comes back?" I would expect him to be back Wednesday. That's not confirmed, but Pop said he'll be back very quickly or something like that in the press conference. So mm-hmm. I'm for sure Devin will be out uh, or not out. He'll be back. He he should be good. Same so. with Jay Rich, I'm pretty sure. That was just yep. rest. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It, it was like a little bit of left back soreness, but it was very like precautionary. Um, so good stuff. But yeah, good times in Spurs world to start the season, Ethan. Any final thoughts to wrap up this SSPN Live? Drop some comments for some uh, nicknames. We need yes. some nicknames. Yes, we need some good ideas. And if you have any other questions or you want us to – do some videos over anything else, like any topics that we didn't cover in this one that you guys would like us to cover, hit us up with those in the bottom below. And we'll either the next SSPN live, we'll talk about them, or maybe we'll make a little uh, separate video about them to answer them too. So anyways, we appreciate y'all so much. And if you enjoyed today's content, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe below. I saw a lot of new subscribers after this weekend. Obviously there was a bunch of news, but we appreciate y'all. Welcome to the family. Um, Me and Ethan, or just two Spurs fans who love talking Spurs and love hanging out with y'all. So if you want to stay updated with the show, follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT. You can watch the show there now um, at Jude McLaren to stay updated at Ethan underscore Quintero, all that good stuff. Um, We appreciate y'all go Spurs go. We're five and two and we'll catch y'all later.